0: Boom! Mm-hmm. And good evening to you, wherever you may be around the world. Welcome to Lighthouse Live on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Pastor Mike Douglas with you, along with our producer and co-host and part of the Bearded Gospel Network. I just realized, Chris, you don't have your beard anymore. I'm done. You're done. Yeah. Well, Chris was, at least for a time, yeah. part of the Bearded Gospel Man, yeah, yeah, and just doing great stuff. There's a story behind that, but that's another show. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, Chris Whittler with us, our producer and, and co-host, of course, uh, with us as well. Our uh, prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mister Owl Al Ramsey, and back with us, longtime friend, and glad to have him back tonight. Gardall Wilson, <laughs> victory for veterans, just all around good guy that we've been tracking with for man, like. All of our twelve years of existence here—twelve right? years. How, can you believe that? Isn't that, that amazing? Long? God, starting Oakdale. Uh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And uh, also a, a new friend tonight, Joseph uh, Canold, and he's with the East Valley Education Center. We'll be introducing you to uh, Joseph in uh, just a couple of minutes. Right now, though, before we get going, let's check in with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs.
1: What will people think Jesus
2: Freak What will people do If they find that it's true oh. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with a story of another Real-Life Jesus Freak The remote Indonesian island of Mentawai has changed dramatically in recent years Inhabitants had been mixing Islam with witchcraft and worshipping idols But one day after hearing Stenley's bold, clear preaching of the gospel a single Muslim burns his idol which contains a rolled-up scroll from the Quran. Authorities are quick to respond, and Stinley is arrested, beaten, and killed. But Stinley's work isn't over. Seven of his Bible school classmates follow him to Mentowai, and today, hundreds are experiencing conversion, revival, and ongoing evangelism. So what's your legacy?
3: Will you stand with the Voice of the Martyrs? Go online to persecution.com.
0: And back with you live here on uh, Lighthouse Live and and Chris just a quick footnote we you know I, I hate to offer this bearded gospel and thing and then just kind of let that die just give a, a, a quick uh uh you know elevator speech on on these guys and what that was all about for Yeah, you.
3: uh Bearded Gospel Man is an online community. You can go to net <laughs> and uh, find uh, all kinds of things beardly there, uh, the website uh, is uh, is run by my friend Aaron, uh, who will actually be hearing from on another show, right? And uh, he, so he has a very large beard, and uh, so we decided that we would host here in Modesto the first. Hopefully, first annual bearded gospel men Meetup, beards in action, where we came came together, guys guys with beards coming together to do ministry all over the city. So we had a great week last week. Yeah, really good,
0: and that was a very cool thing. And you yeah. guys did yeah. some wonderful work out it. there, and and you you had a nice looking beard there. I'm I'm going say thank you very much. You know, mine mine used to come in kind of with a reddish tint. Yeah, you know, a little bit of the Scott Irish thing coming. It now comes in gray, so I don't. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> well, I said AARP yeah. Oh, don't get me started with that. Oh, okay, thank you, Gardall. <laughs> They're still sending me that. hate mail about that. I don't know what that's all about. Anyway, yeah, well, it's so good to to have you with us. <laughs> and be before we introduce Joseph, bring us up to up to speed with what's happening with the veterans and well, all that we've
1: good got, work. Oh, we've got we've got just with the improvement of the VA uh, administration and their upstep with. Getting out there and getting, reaching out more veterans and cutting the time that it's taken in order for them to get processed and uh, their benefits going and that type of thing has been exceptional. I must say, for the VA and all the administration that's out there, uh, it is a, a fantastic improvement over what we have been doing. So it's really uh, great to be working with them and now to have that. My daughter and my son in law are now going to open their own home of, uh, wow, that's of, of uh, it's called, what is it? Um, uh, Haven. Veterans, Haven. veterans Haven, connected with Victory for Veterans. So she's my uh, one sibling that has chosen to take up the torch, as you say, wow, and great. continue on what it is that um, the Lord had me start doing. So I'm really, really happy and involved. I'm glad that her and uh, Joseph are taking this uh, task to uh, complete and, and to go forward with it.
0: Well, and, you know, so much of the services to, to veterans have been... Such a long time in coming, yes, it is. Yes, you know it is. And they're just uh, not not a a good story about the way we've treated our veterans over the years, I just all. thank you, Gargo for uh, standing in the gap and providing services that that might not otherwise be provided talk I mean you know not using names or anything, but you know I'm sure there's a couple stories over the years that have impressed you guys who've come in and and experienced the opportunity to have some healing and uh, you know maybe pass one or two of those uh stories by us, just, just guys uh, that have impressed you that have come through.
1: We have. I, I've Just as a fact, one individual just, just came to us here recently, and uh, again, he was uh, PTSD mm-hmm. and um, non-communicative, non-responsive at all, just uh, isolated himself completely from the rest of the uh, group. And um, eventually, as we continued on, he began to come out of that. And after he did begin to speak, we found out that he had been working with youth uh, in Afghanistan, Mm. uh, uh, preaching the word, spreading the word, and also uh, doing inner community work with him as far as the military would allow him to to go that far. So I found that most of his depression was that he had left so many of the other children behind Mm. that he had mentored Mm. and had reached out to. And after this guy began to open up, we just found out so many fantastic stories about him, four purple hearts, uh, up for possibly the Congressional Medal of Honor and this guy was back home on the streets homeless
0: wow. until
1: he came to us and to see this him wake up and open up and actually see that someone cares <clears throat> about him and about the our veterans who have given their all, I mean that they, they pay the ultimate price and to come back home and to be homeless was very, very depressing to him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that was part of his problem that he couldn't believe that he had come back home to no place to be his family, his mother's had passed away, and his wife had remarried uh, in his absence uh, divorced and remarried in his absence so this guy had a lot of a lot of baggage and a lot of burdens that he came onto but uh he's with the Lord and uh he's actively attending church and involved in uh, now some gospel missions and things like this. So And all of this transpired within like six months. He hadn't spoken in over a year and a half or two. Wow. So it was just, it will be a part of that. It takes time. Oh, it's it a, does. It's a long haul. and there is no, like as in grieving, there is no end or no scheduled time that this should be over with. Mm-hmm. These guys carry this for, some of them for many, many years and mm-hmm. never, never do come back out of it. Mm. So most of the guys that come our way have already been debriefed and uh, have had some psychiatric treatment. They're on board with their medications. And uh, we assist them in any way that we can. And basically is to listen and to um, allow them to, if they want to isolate, to be alone, to be alone. And not to press them, not to push upon your agenda with them. So it's really interesting as opposed to the other end of when I was working with mental health. Now it's more of just being quiet and listening. You yeah. know, right. and absorbing what it is that they've been through, and understanding that they someone is really listening and does care.
0: Chris, I would imagine the you know the homeless population, and and you worked with a lot of them uh, mm-hmm. here in Modesto, Stanislaus County. Uh, what impresses me are the stories behind these anonymous faces out there. He's oh, got Every, a story. and and that. some of them are are pretty intriguing, and but but most of all, it, it just points up the value of each person out there.
3: Yeah and and uh, the the uh, um the variety at which they find ways to live is just an incredible yes. thing. Yes. Um I was able to just last week with the bearded guys we were able to walk we walked the river with uh, one of the workers from Telecare and we there's guys down there who have made boats uh they have these little boathouses that they've made. Yes. And uh and uh. so we we visited with them for a while and, and uh, just kind of shared with them for a bit. We walked up the riverbank, and when we got to the top of the hill, the last thing I expected to see was a woman bringing her infant baby out to see his father wow. who's living on the river. But wow. there they were at the top yes. of the hill.
1: and you know, Chris, and what amazes me also is that they, they choose to stay there. Mm. We have some vets that have left us and have gone to live on the river mm. and prefer to be there and the amazing what amazes me is how they survive winter, summer whichever down there as Chris was saying with simply small things I mean Mm. the survival of the human uh, instinct is you want to see it To go down there and to see that, actually. I mean, they survive off of nothing and they have their own little community. Mm -hmm. You don't just go walking down there uh, by yourself. We uh, didn't do that. That's right. (laughs) Or anything like that. You know, you know somebody if you're going down there or someone's with you, yes.
0: What's the principle in the New Testament? The man of peace. You take a man of peace with you. (laughs) Right. uh, Yeah. 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 Well, and again, Gardel, will appreciate uh, what you've done over Uh, the years. And yeah, I would imagine just, uh, you know, you talked about listening. So many of these guys and gals get in the system, and I'm sure be- just because of the uh, system itself—sort
3: of the nature of the system—the right? nature of yeah. the system—they exactly. become a number,
0: exactly. uh, anonymous. Yes. And I'm sure, I, I, and I bet, I, and I'm sure they're distrustful, but also looking for that opportunity to develop a real, trusted relationship.
1: Right? Yeah, I mean, when you come back from war, and seeing the horrible things that they've seen and probably have done, had to do. Yeah. Um, and to come home and there's nobody there for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's gotta be, I mean, I just tried to imagine that that I've gone and given my all, and I come back home and I don't even have a place to lay my head. I have to go stand in food lines to get something to eat. And this guy's got purple hearts, I yeah. mean, you know. It's amazing to me, and it's, uh, it's something that we definitely need to uh, address as a society of you know, homeless vets and hungry children.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And many
1: of them are addicted. Mm-hmm. Many of them are just self-medicating. Sure. Mm-hmm. So we've got a lot of guys that are in there that are on methadone. And so we're dealing with dual type of addictions mm-hmm. and type of uh, behavioral uh, problems.
0: So, Joseph, tell us a little bit about, uh, and by the way, thank you for introducing us yes. to Joseph uh, Gardal. Great to, to have you with us. Tell us a, a bit about the uh, East Valley Education Center and then, then your vision for the uh, Haven that you're talking about.
2: Well, I've been out at East Valley Education Center for about five years now. Um, it is a middle school, high school for uh, developmental, disabled uh, high school and middle school students. Um, it is a non public school. So most of our students are actually from the public school system, but they haven't been able to get along mm. uh, and have been kicked out or suspended. Um, so they come to us as kind of a last resort before they get expelled from the system. Mm. Um, so we, we deal with some tough cases, uh, which makes it uh, all the more rewarding uh, to do the work. Uh, for the last school year now, I've been uh, working hospice for my principal's uh, father, wow. Um, wow. who has had a stroke and unfortunately unable to care for himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so while he is at, at the school uh, as the acting principal, I am at his house helping to wow. uh, care for his father.
0: That's a labor of love. Oh, yes, yeah. oh yes. Yeah.
2: Um, my wife also works with uh, developmental disabled adults. Um, we both have been in this care industry for a long time and are looking now to kind of branch out to uh, the veterans in society, because uh, there's also a need there. Uh, we both have experience, but you know, it's, it's good to have guard all on, <laughs> on board and, and victory for veterans to uh, help us get situated so that we can serve this population.
0: So where, uh, what, what what, inside of you, what, what passions drive you to connect with uh, these two opportunities over the years? What uh, inside of you just, just draws you to those type of very, very difficult opportunities?
2: Um, it's everyone Everyone has a purpose. Um, everyone's here for a reason and, and has their value. A lot of these uh, cases, as Gardel mentioned, um, You know, them coming back from war, Uh, they don't have a place to live, no one to relate to, Um, then they end up homeless. Well, they need somewhere safe, some place to stay, Uh, just a warm bed and a hot meal. Um, You don't necessarily have to talk, you don't have to pry and pry. The last thing they want to do is to have someone try to pry. They will open up and they will ask for help when it's needed. But until they have that basic service of a place to stay and the feeling of safety and comfort, you can't make that next step for the healing process.
0: And does that timeline kind of just vary with person to person? Uh, that, that yes, very much trust? so, yeah. very much so. Depending on their depending wounds? Depending on the and-
2: situation and depending on, on the person and what they've been through, hmm. um, it, it can vary length of time.
0: Yeah, that issue, Chris, of, of building trust, Mm-hmm. And, uh, and not prying, not looking for a stat, but just uh, meeting each person where they are, as they are. I, I'm sure you've experienced the value of that throughout the years. What, what are some of the, the keys that, that you've seen over the years to developing that trust, developing those relationships?
3: Well, I mean, I think the lesson I'm continually learning is to drop, the idea that I can control an outcome. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? yeah. mm-hmm. That, uh, you know, there's a God, I'm not him. And um, there, you know, I think that so much of, of, I think a lot of our motivation can come from wanting to control other people mm-hmm. and wanting to control the outcome of, you know, to, to wrap everything up in a nice bow and it's life just isn't like that yeah. and uh these are some messy parts of life that we're talking about mm, absolutely and uh, so i would imagine it would take it just takes a long 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 time lots of patience lots of prayer lots of grace
1: yes because yeah. we want to we want to just fix it you know yeah we see them and, and they're hurting and their pain and we we want since we are an agency in in doing that we just want to get, fix them up real good, okay, what do you need, and let's do it right now. We can get this going right now, and that's the worst thing to do mm-hmm. because, once again, you're pushing if, uh, something upon them that they don't really know if you're sincere and that it's really actually a reality. So we always want to just say, come on, whatever you need, let's do it. I can fix this because it's this what I do, and that's the wrong approach. As Chris was saying, patience is definitely the, the, goal, the, the key.
0: You know, it seems to me, God doesn't deal with us that way, does He? No, I mean, it's, 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 it's not about fixing us; it's about the journey. It's about the relationship, which brings to mind an interesting concept that that I've been trying to look at from a different viewpoints: the metrics, or, or, or the uh, indicators, or the measurements that we use as success in ministry in social services you know a lot of these grants you you've got to have performance things you got to have you know quantitative thing qualitative what over the years guard all especially for you and i'm looking at your background man how how god just you know met you in some desperate times and and turned you around and and Thank God for your saintly mother, you know, who just <laughs> stayed on her knees and stayed love with tough love, right? Tough, tough Ruby, yeah, tough Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but through all that, it, it it's a journey. And let's kind of, Ricardo, what do you what do you see as the indicators of quote unquote success in your re- recent ministry efforts?
1: It has been less. I find out the more I think I know, I don't know. <clears throat> Um, it has been where I've just about, I fly by the seat of my pants mm-hmm. when dealing with these guys and it's the best way. Mm-hmm. you know Not the way I've learned, not the textbook and all these different things. With this type of, of, of situation with the vets, I've learned to just kind of throw away that, that concept of what I knew and to just re, just rely on God, to tell me at that particular time how to deal with this guy we we operate unorthodoxed, totally unorthodox because each individual is totally different
0: seems to me somebody about two thousand years ago was pretty unorthodox <laughs> yeah
1: um. <laughs> you know and it's just you, it comes at you and it's like ram in the face and you mm. just you know you roll with it there's a a lot of anger with these guys yeah you know uh, sometimes you got to deal with a lot of vulgarity um their addictions um individual smuggling and, and still trying to go against the, the grain of the rules of the home. So we're part, we're detectives a lot mm-hmm. uh, besides being mentors we're, we search we have to we have to do this to keep the community that we have clean. So it's from really actually uh, being a recovering addict, uh, being a, a convicted felon that I rely back on those situations to be able to deal with some of these individuals and it has proven to be resourceful uh, my downs
0: well and, and in there too i think is a permission to fail absolutely right absolutely couple times, a couple, many couple times many times time. maybe many right? times yeah. many times 15 yeah. for me so so what i <laughs> <laughs> so so what i'm hearing is the measurement of success or are we doing our job really for you the, the metrics involve a relationship Definitely. and the growth of the trust and yes. the growth of that relationship yes. no matter how long that takes and it may just be incremental Oh, and growth then you, right?
1: yeah exactly and then when you when you get it and you feel it that, that they truly do trust you that you've mm. crossed that threshold then you begin then then there's no more greater rewarding feeling than that for me once that I go okay I've got, I got I got it with this guy I understand what we need to do right. I understand what he needs. And that's just to be, have someone to trust and rely on
0: Chris. What I think I just heard from you a couple minutes ago was letting go of the control of the outcome. Yes. Mm -hmm. That, that is not about you. That, that really is up to that person and where they are in their journey and not, not, not giving that, that pressure of, of obtaining or attaining your level of outcome. Right. The, right. Your, your expectation.
3: Yeah, I think I think that when when we're working with someone that we would love to see change and or to see something new come to them, you know, a new way of life, a new way of living, or that their life could be raised to something better. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an idea in our minds of what that is, mm. but uh, often one small step is. Is all it takes, you know, one little one little change yeah. for someone, and you know, like what you were talking about about dealing with vulgarity. Yes, uh, sometimes, you know, we would like for people to be Court all joke. wrapped up and <laughs> with a bow, as you were yeah, saying. Yeah, like and and speaking the way we think they should speak exactly. and doing the things that we think they should do, when really they've taken great strides. And and for me, that's always an encouragement. Uh, with some of the, the folks that, that I'm uh, working with on South Ninth Street is not to think of where I would like to see them go mm-hmm. but to think where they've been brought from Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that, that is a, that's, that's always great. something to keep in mind
0: that's great that, and that's their great. history
1: is so
3: intriguing
1: uh, so many of them come from successful uh, 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 families their, their history, professional jobs mm-hmm. all the things they did when they were in the service and before then Unbelievable! Some with PhDs, engineering degrees, all of these different things. Their stories, their, their testimonies are powerful. Mm-hmm. Very powerful.
0: And I would imagine not a lot of opportunity to share those in a safe environment anyway. Yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. No. Joseph, what about you? As you've worked with the developmentally disabled, um, what, I'm sure discouraging sometimes, and, and yet what what inside of you says yeah, man, I'm, this made me happy to see today. What, what measurements of, of success kind of let you know, you know what, this has all been worth it in, in one of these young ladies or young men.
2: Well, it, it really is the little things. It's not, um, especially working in a school, we always strive for good test results, uh, good academics, good. Well, a lot of the students that come to us, um, it's the behavior issues. It's the skipping class. It's not actually showing up to class. If they are in class, it's causing fights or misbehaving. Um, so for us, when we a good measure is them trusting you to be able to sit there. And once you can get their attention and their trust, they will listen. Mm. It's not something that um, you have to fight them for. It's They have to feel safe and trust you that – you're looking out for them and you care. And once you have that, they they really look to do something for you and to do good, and it's just inherent.
0: I would imagine many come to you not having that safety or security and a lot of uh, not not trusting the, and, and good reason probably, right?
2: And not just trusting but having that trust broken uh, um, uh, many times over. Mm-hmm. I know what the veterans that Gardo deals with, Um, it's homelessness and it's their families. Well, the students that I see a lot of times it's, it is, well, just families. And for one reason or another, um, they've been let down time and time again. Um, so that the feeling of safety and security is, is really huge for them.
0: Gardel, let's talk a little bit about what you're doing. At uh, at the victory for veterans and and uh, man, you you've got some staff guys there. Oh yeah, that are just precious. Oh, yeah, and, I mean, <laughs> they have a heart. You know, just uh, I mean they they are the unsung heroes. Uh, but uh, tell us a uh, walk us through what happens when someone comes to you, uh, maybe struggling with the PTSD, uh, having had their trust broken, being in a system that that doesn't uh, honor them as a person, uh, society kind of ignoring them. Uh, how do you how do you start with them, and and what do they go through in in your program?
1: When they when they do come in, uh, we we have an or, we have an orientation, and um, basically it's explaining the house rules and what's expected of them and what they can expect of us. It's uh, a very very difficult. Like I say, you have to find your niche with these guys because each one is a different individual case. Um, myself being a veteran, when I had discharged and came home, I had a family that was home here for me and. Uh, uh, an opportunity to continue on, to proceed to uh, do better. I had a, a base, a community base. These guys come home to literally no one. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, I can't imagine. I mean, think about that. You come back home from war, step back on American soil or your hometown where you enlisted or you went home from and come back and there's no one there, no one. And many of these guys have uh, deployed several times back out to uh, on duty because of that, so you have a lot of guys who do
0: four or five deployments because they don 't want to come home mm. because there 's nothing to come home to mm. and they 're in a very structured environment very structured while they 're serving exactly and they come back into no structure exactly right? no and this system. has
1: to be and this has to be addressed i mean as you 're seeing in our news we 've got uh, 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 military going off and just, you know, killing multitudes of people on base uh, because these uh, mental health issues are not being addressed as they come back home to us or before they get back here. They fall through the cracks. And again, it's a sad commentary on those who have given so much. So when they come into us, we get them. uh, Basically, VA, as I will say again, is doing a lot of work with us. We have a, a case file. We have a care plan that comes on. We have an emergency uh, number in case uh, our, our, one of our, our vets is uh, in distress, and we have an on-call person that will just get there quickly, and as opposed to the, the the ambulance picking them up, taking them to one of the local hospitals mm-hmm. with no idea of what's going on with this right. guy. Right. Then okay with our system so overcrowded; they're doing their best to get him in there and out of there again. Right. So he comes right back to us in the same situation, even feeling worse because he's been shunned in the hospital. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't mm-hmm. know this guy's yeah. a hero. Mm-hmm. You know, they sit there and look at him and they don't even know that yeah. this guy was a hero. They don't care. And, he, and then you're right. That's 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 the one thing that we're really getting over, you know. And I will say that we have partnered with Doctors Medical Center here, who's doing a lot for the vets in our community. Mm-hmm. So we work with them hand in hand. Bob Smith over there in um, uh, social services. And uh, Jenny, they are friends working very hard to assist us. So now as the vets come in, well, Doctors Medical Center is pretty much the new county hospital. It's the new county hospital. If you don't have a doctor, that's where you go. And so um, they get a lot of vets. So we're getting a lot of calls directly from them because that's our line uh, of care. And it is increasing to the point. So I'm so glad that Joseph and Sarah are coming on board right. because there's so many needed. And what we need to open a women's facility. There are many ah, female yeah. vets. That's right. Many female oh. vets that are suffering from the same thing. If not that, also sexual abuse mm-hmm. by uh, higher officers. A lot of co- problems that are coming back with them from there. Women in service was a big transition, as you know, right. especially combat. So uh we're dealing with that now we're seeing an influx of that so my next uh my next uh, goal is to open a home for females so we're going to need women personnel for that and uh, it's a, it's an ongoing thing but it's a need that needs to be addressed and I'm sure that we're going to get it done between me and Sarah <laughs> Joseph we're going to get it done
3: are you dealing mostly with veterans from uh our current war or do you do you have uh, people in your program from Vietnam and... Uh... We have vets, yes, vets
1: from all wars. Okay. We've got a World War II vet wow. that's with us. Wow. And, yeah. uh, not too many of them left. Not anymore. too many of them yeah. left. Airborne. And wow. uh, this guy is just—he just, he helps us so much with the younger guys. You know, he's just—he uh, was a—he was a, a sergeant, uh, a jarhead sergeant. <laughs> so he uses a lot of that with a few of the guys that come in with a little behavioral problems, whatever it is. And he pretty much addresses that as a commanding officer, and these guys respond to it mm-hmm. because that's where they're coming from. Right. And so, you know, right. we, yeah, so we brought him on staff. You know, he's eighty-two, eighty-three years old, but he's one of our consultants now, wow. Wow. and he, li- he he lives there in the home. So wow. you know, it's just fantastic <laughs> how this opens just like an onion, unpeeling and unpeeling. Yeah. But from Vietnam, from World War II, all the way to now, uh, active and retired.
3: How do how yeah. do veterans come to uh victory? For veterans, are they referred? Um, how, what's the pathway to get there?
1: Well, we have our, we have a Facebook, we're on Facebook, Victory for Veterans. Okay. And, uh, we also do not turn a veteran away because of their inability to pay. So we are sometimes overcrowded with or caught up if we have to, just to be able to accommodate them so we can at least get him in some line of care and not back out in the park or in, or in the woods or, uh, in the jails because of trespassing, um, pan, panhandling. Uh, wrong and a lot of these properties and a lot of these companies and stores and things have set up serious security to stop this panhandling uh, mm-hmm. epidemic that's going on in their businesses and on their property. So what do we do with these individuals? They're just trying to get a few pennies for maybe something to eat. We don't know, but I know that we address that uh, as best we can, especially with gospel mission, uh, interfaith ministries. Mm-hmm. Sure. They are, yes, and the bread drives, the food drives, all of this all contributes. To not only just us, but the community, then our neighbors, who are also part of this, that care, you know, they see these guys and they they wonder what's going on over here. Some people have come and they bring bread, sandwiches. They donate. They just want to do something to help. Once they found out who we are Hmm. and who these individuals are, so the response for assisting veterans has changed dramatically in, in in a positive sense.
0: I hear a lot of in in your statement. There are a lot of collaboration going on. Oh
1: yes, oh yes, advancing government, communities.
0: Well, yeah, ABC, but uh, the government, uh, even the neighbors. Yes, and uh, real. I I think we're we're in an age where we understand none of us can do it alone. We we have to work together. And and collaborate and it, to me it's exciting to see that happen. I, I think oh it is you know the faith based community working with government working with secular institutions where I mean that's where it's at. That's where it's at. That's where and, and building the little fiefdoms and the siloing is just you know it's just not not the way to go. It's it's destructive. Yeah, I, I and think then, and, and then
1: to see big corporations such as Doctors Medical Center just take a step like that. Yeah, that's well that's
0: and that's even happening. the the VA is. I mean, the, there have been some major improvements in that whole delivery system. Oh, yes. Over yes. the years, recent yes. years. Yes. Isn't yes. yeah, yes. Absolutely.
1: Yes. Addressing the issues early.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, and I remember I, I wasn't in the military. I was in, in law enforcement, you know, so it was a little different thing. But I remember, you know, back when there were officer-involved shootings and that sort of thing, we didn't have PTSD stuff back. No. I mean, there, there was no debriefing, no, no. critical incident no, stress no, no, debriefing no. back there. In fact, we didn't even know what CISD was. No. You know at that point, so I think both for uh, the uh, emergency response community I'm talking you know, fire, medical, uh, law enforcement, yes. uh, fire and rescue for all of that and for the military. We're and we still have a way to go, but we're way ahead of where we used to be. Oh, in course. recognizing this stuff needs to be dealt with really quick,
1: most definitely. And most of your veterans, uh, military, uh, law enforcement, fire department. Are mostly a lot of concerned. A lot of veterans have come on yes, board that exactly. work for these right. agencies. Right. Uh, Burbank Fire right. Department is like right across the street from us. And those are the greatest guys. They're there for yeah, us. You know, when uh, we're having some problems, they'll come right on, walk across the park there and come on in and, and help us out if they can. Or we can send our individuals over to them and they'll assess them and eventually, if they feel they need to be transported or taken care of. So we got to a good support base in our community over there that's helping everybody's pitching in and seeing what's going on and wanting to do anything that's great you know what I mean that's a good thing
0: now joseph the the name again is it haven for veterans or veterans haven veterans haven veterans haven yes. so give us a little vision on how you see that rolling out where is it going to be located generally in the in the community uh
2: we'll be located uh carpenter paradise area oh yeah mm-hmm. um our our vision for it is basically to have a haven for for the veterans that are in need of some some shelter some place to stay some place where they're safe mm-hmm. um get them off the streets give them kind of the care that they deserve um as a family would just as you know Garda was able to come home from war um, and have his family in a support mm-hmm. group there. We support would, we would really like to be that for those individuals that don't have the family to come back to what or is, have been uh, shunned by their family.
3: What is the environment that you envision? Is it going to be in a home? Yes, I mean, it
2: is actually located in the home that my wife and I uh, bought when we had our son. Okay. Um, so okay. we personally have moved out of our house um, and moved in with another family member so that we can outreach and supply beds and, wow. um, yeah, for just, for the need that's that's there. And he made the beds. <laughs> I mean, this guy made bunk beds. Is that beds. right?
1: I go over there and this he, he's, he's just working away. Just he he built the bunk beds himself. Wow. You know, awesome. Eight or nine sets. I mean, wow. it's just, you know, turned their whole home into a beautiful place for uh, for the vets so to come to. So
3: when means. you're up and running, what will your capacity be? Our capacity uh, will be eight. Eight. Yes. Awesome,
0: awesome. And and again, what I like is this is happening in the neighborhood. Oh, he's right around the corner from mm-hmm. me. It's in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah they're right and around the, that the corner. That is so from important. Yeah. That is so important.
1: And this just came to be within what a month or two months. About a month. Oh, is that right? Yeah. That we just got together and hey, they just took off and got it. I just it's up and running. They're ready to go now. So all they're waiting for us though, to do is fill the beds. That's great. Yeah.
0: You know, one of the reasons we we have Lighthouse Live is that there are. Unsung heroes in the community. There are organizations, ministries, mom and pop operations that are doing great work, and it's all below the radar screen. Yeah, the
1: word's not out.
0: The word's not out, and you know, there's and and Chris, you know, I've talked to you about this and some of our board members before. There's always this tension with me between Matthew six and Matthew five. You know, to to do what you do without bragging about it, without trumpeting it. But on the other hand you also have to kind of the be word. salt and light let let people know Get that word out. otherwise you know that you do have to have funding people right. need to, to know about it, it helps. So it's so it, yeah. it helps a lot yeah <laughs> <laughs> so there's that, that tenuous balance so it really are, are one of our purposes here is to shine the light on some of those wonderful jewels exactly. that are happening in the in the community so looking at this Gardo, what can the faith-based community do do. Look at it, all the resources that are sitting in our pews on Sundays or Saturday nights or whenever they're meeting. What are some of the things that the, the, you would love to see the faith-based community do that could benefit these veterans?
1: Take a take a vet to lunch. Mm. Take a vet mm. out shopping. Mm. A pair of shoes. You know, some clothing. It, it means so much. It doesn't cost a lot mm. at all. Mm. It doesn't cost a lot at all but for them to take, you know, just come in and maybe a family and wants to get to know them. We do this in AA and NA and we have uh, sponsors. So we want sponsors for our vets. The same thing. We want to develop sponsors for vets, you know, and uh, like I say, to come in and just catch a movie, go fishing, Mm. you know, or just go to lunch or just sit and talk you know we got a beautiful park across the street from us. Mm-hmm. We are so blessed in our location as you know it's a great location you know and I we and that. then the property that we have we
3: have 15
1: beds yeah. and you know comfortably and it's a large about a half an acre of land and there are three structures on it and uh, we have so much need of individuals to spend time with these vets. That's the most thing that we say. We provide the food. We provide the clothes. We provide all that, all in-house. We need to get these vets out of there and back into the world Mm. and to to know that somebody cares Mm. and open that door back up that slammed shut behind them when they left.
3: Mm. Yeah, Mm. and I think that for a lot of people, they don't realize just what time like that is for some people. Like for somebody who hasn't been to a sit-down restaurant, in a long time mm-hmm. being treated to a nice meal like that is it's big it's, it's really big it's priceless but for for a lot of people i mean that's like oh that's nothing but but for so many people that would be something so huge and plus it that uh, the meal especially sharing a meal or coffee or just time itself is the most precious gift we can give people exactly out of 15 vets that we have housed only three have family members
1: that come that and visit right, them. Right? That come yeah. and visit them, and uh, and um, you know the rest of the guys. We fill that gap in. Right. Uh, my mom Ruby, <laughs> she's she's all of their moms. You know she comes in. They're now doing a garden every year. She gets together and they're all out there just hacking up weeds and she's cracking the whip. <laughs> but these guys are really enjoying it and to see the re- to see the, the garden grow, the, the, the vegetables and the things that come out of it. You know it's just. Remarkable. That's a healing thing in yeah, itself. You know, I mean getting some dirty. Grow. those guys out there and they put it down and they're proud about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we got we got a gopher infestation in Modesto. <laughs> yeah. I know that. <laughs> so all of you that can relate to your, your yard being torn up with the mounds in front oh, of Oh man. You know, uh, but they were very standing, and these guys were out to kill every gopher <laughs> <laughs> in the neighborhood, you know. <laughs> so uh, you know, we had hoses sticking down and water coming out across the Streets. <laughs> so, the, the, uh,
0: those gophers have incredible networks. Stop yeah, talk, I mean. talking about networking. <laughs> that, that is amazing. Oh, yes. Yeah,
1: it is. So it's just, you know, the, the biggest need that I have seen is uh, human touch, yeah. human kindness, yeah. human outreach for these guys. And it works. And um, if we can get that, that's my goal right now. I want sponsors for veterans. Wow. And you can visit us on Facebook, Victory for Veterans, and give us a call and we'll be more than happy to hook you up with one of our vets that
0: give us that phone number. Our that phone
1: number is area code 209 496 2500 sponsor of vet that. Again, I, uh, that's
0: 209 496 2500 2500. Can I get on a
3: bit of a Facebook soapbox?
0: You and and cuz you are the man <laughs> when it comes to social media.
3: Well, here's the thing that Facebook has done. If if you don't if you haven't heard of this, for I'm sure your page is a page you can like, it's one of those like right. pages. Yeah. Yeah. So, um if you go on to Victory for Veterans on Facebook and like their page, um what Facebook has started to do is suppress the posts in people's news feeds where they they don't get seen. But I found out a little trick this week. So, here's the trick, all right? If you go like Vic, uh, Victory for Veterans today, Make sure when you do that, there's also a little button next to there that says "Follow Posts," Ah. and if you Ah. click "Follow Posts," all of their posts will show up in your newsfeed. So, uh, so please do that because Facebook has started to suppress posts for organizations because they want them to buy ad space. Right? Ah. They want they want them to purchase ads, Ah. and that had
0: nothing to do with going public. Oh no!
3: (laughs) No! no, Not at all! (laughs) Not at all! Facebook
0: ain't free no more. But oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel
3: like it's a little unfair for nonprofit organizations. I think maybe they should uh, have tweaked that a little bit, but yeah. they haven't yet. No. So uh, yeah, so f- make sure you uh, select to also follow their posts, not just like their page, and then you'll be able to see everything they're putting up there. So
0: when we go to Victory for Veterans, don't just hit the like button, although you need to do that. But uh, pull that that little pull down menu uh, to uh, to follow them, to get notifications. Right. Hey,
3: and you can do that for. AVC, too. I, I don't true. know why I'm saying that. Maybe That's, I should like, <laughs> Maybe I should do that, too.
0: I, words out, <laughs> hey, the word's out all over the world now, Chris. <laughs> <laughs>
3: They'll
1: be like, Facebook's like, who's that guy? Where is yeah, he? Yeah, where is that guy? <laughs> <Just> <laughs> him on shut, him down, <laughs> shut him down.
0: <laughs> Pay him up. <laughs> well, again, friends, uh, we've been talking about Victory for Veterans and Veterans Haven. Just some tremendous work being done. And again, if you're local in this area, what a wonderful idea to just Come and adopt one of these guys, and and in the future, gals, right? Exactly. Uh, if, if we get that, running. Exactly. And uh, to to just you know do do some of the things that we take for granted that are missing tragically from uh, from their lives, and really to to be family where uh, they they may be lacking those relationships. Again, the phone number two zero nine four nine six two five zero zero. That's two zero nine four nine six twenty five hundred. Gardell, how can we pray for you and all that you do, and the the folks that are working with you, and and Joseph, as as we open this, how can we pray with some specificity?
1: You know, it's it's it, it, we're blessed. We really are, and and I know it's from prayers. It's from prayers from everyone that has come in contact with us, the families and agencies that have assisted us in our endeavor to serve these veterans. So the prayers, just just keep those prayers coming, mm-hmm. because there's there's no stronger power, you know. And that will that that will suffice, that will suffice. And in your prayers, pray for a sponsor for veterans. Yeah, that's it.
0: And and pray up those visits too. You know, I, I've yes. been I've been over there you know, numerous yeah. times throughout throughout yeah. the years, and uh, sometimes bringing stuff, other yeah. other times, you know, just so, to to, to, to meet and doing some work and all that. And what, again, what what hits me is the stories. Underneath those faces, yes. you know, behind those faces, there are some amazing stories and you do have to take the time to allow the relationship to develop. You know, they're just going to pour out their soul to you, you know, over, over a first lunch. But to to develop that ongoing relationship is just so important. And and my prayer to be added to that would be that people would approach it that way, not as a hit yes. and run thing. But yes. man, I'm going to go and and just let let God bring me to that one guy or gal that you. I can invest some time yes. in. To, to really allow that relationship to grow, the trust to grow, and for something major to happen. And as you said, Chris, without putting my own expectations mm-hmm. on, on what's supposed to happen mm-hmm. and without, as you said, Gardall trying to fix them. I think exactly. that's, that's exactly. part of it. That's so important. Absolutely. Chris, would you like to wind up our time with a, a prayer for Gardall and victory for veterans and Veterans Haven?
3: Yes, and uh, that's something I was... Uh, taught a long time ago when i did my youth with a mission training is when you pray uh, as you pray for something ask if uh god wants you to be part of that answer yeah so uh, he wants you to be a part of uh, him answering that prayer so yeah let's pray thank you god so much for uh for guard and and uh, joseph joining us today thank you for this work that they're doing on behalf of uh of soldiers uh returning from war and uh lord we just ask that you cover these properties with your peace yes. uh, in the name of Christ we pray that you would um uh bring people lord that would sponsor a veteran lord people that could come and spend time play a game of dominoes take yes. somebody out to eat yes. and uh Lord, uh, I pray that you would uh, inspire people all over uh, all over our city uh, to become involved right. in uh, Victory for Veterans and Veterans Haven. God, we pray for uh, this new house that's opening up. God, just cover that yes, with your Lord. grace. Yes. And we pray for uh, a facility for women to come soon. Yes, yes. Uh, just provide uh, your peace, your grace, your uh, support and supply. In Jesus' name, in Jesus amen. Amen.
0: Again, friends, we've been talking about Victory for Veterans and the Veterans Haven. Again, here's the contact number, 209-496-2500. That's 209-496-2500. Or go on to Facebook for uh, Victory for Veterans, and remember not just to like it, but to indicate you want to follow that. And uh, Joseph, we'd be very interested to see what's happening down the line here, have you back. and and uh, let us know what's happening with the, uh, the Veterans Haven and, and the good work that you're going to be doing there. Thank you. Will that, do. And thanks so much for taking that on. Appreciate that. And thank you, listeners, for being with us where, wherever you are around the world. We so much appreciate you joining us. Again, on behalf of Chris Whitler and our guests, uh, Gardel Wilson and uh, Joseph Canold, thank you so much, and our intercessor Al Ramsey. We appreciate you being with us. Good night here from Lighthouse Live in Modesto, California. God bless you all.